Chapter 22 The Lasting Mark General Parrick is going into the Underhive tonight. Something big and bad is about to go down. What do you know? I know his girlfriend is super cool. She shot seven bottles out of the air at once, and she looks awesome in whatever I pick out. Who is she? Brianne Holland, the long-lost daughter to the Overseer of Imports. She's mixed up with the Underhive, and so is her brother Evan. He's sneaky fast. Asher, please focus for a second. When you say big and bad, what does that mean? Parrick told me to invite all his friends to the funeral and serve them the worst intoxicant imaginable. He said that they'd know what it means. Do you know what that means? Hmm. After such a long day at the pool, I forgot to ask. I put in a call to PDF Command, and Commander Ramsey Kilhaven met us at the High Temple of the Ecclesiarchy. The offices of Confessor Lewin felt as life-threatening to me as the Underhive, and I was tired of going in there alone. Luna had always remained outside, following her father's orders to the letter, but I dragged her in too. She needed to understand the situation before it took her head off. Another new face was present, that of Banisher Camara Stone. She'd come down from orbit during the night and would be moving in with the Astartes when the time came. Interrogator Marsden seemed miffed that his wasn't the only Hellgun in the room, but he behaved himself. Confessor Lewin's work was done, it seemed, and he kept to himself as Inquisitor Teodoro Locke quizzed me on the Underhive and what I planned to do next. When it was his turn, my brother knew which questions to ask first. Inquisitor Locke, who has jurisdiction for the ongoing operation? I do. The governor has sealed the writ. Governor Lachlan would have had no choice in the matter. The Ordos of the Inquisition were tasked with finding and destroying the enemies of the Imperium, and they were given every right to decide who those enemies were. While they seemed to exist outside the normal chain of command, they had influence in all aspects of the Imperial framework, be it Administratum, Militarum, or Ecclesiarchy. Even the Adeptus Astartes moved forward on their word, while the Adeptus Arbitus tended to stay the feth out of their way. And what is Peric standing in this matter? Does he operate with any sanctioned cover? Ram caught Lewin's eye as he spoke. Confessor Lewin should have been the one to advocate for me, not Ram. But the ecclesiarchy was taking a step back when faced with the Inquisition. Lewin explained the situation. The Underhive doesn't honor the sanctioned status of outsiders. We've allowed Parrick to operate as he sees fit. His influence and standing are of his own making, not ours. And after the operation is complete, will Parrick be cut loose or terminated? Ram's question didn't shock anyone from the Inquisition, but the look on Junior Arbiter Rayner's face was priceless. Inquisitor Locke answered, Commander, those decisions have yet to be made, and they may be moot, depending on the outcome of tonight's activities. I didn't believe Locke for a second, but Ram knew better than to press the issue. He could see the determination on everyone's face, including mine. I had gotten past the question of my survival and gone to the pool, soaking in false sunlight and flirting with Bree under the watchful eye of Luna Rayner. Was there a better way to spend one's afternoon? The vague answers from Lewin and Locke were all that I'd expected to get with Ram's added presence. But it meant something, knowing that my family would at least have a clue regarding my fate. I looked back at Luna Rayner and her bleak expression. I'd never seen her looking this lost, and I folded on her behalf. Confessor Lewin, perhaps it's time to cut my bodyguard loose for good. I can use a Hellgun as well as the Junior Arbiter, and I'm willing to bet that her father would agree with her taking a step back at this point. With the fate of another Scion suddenly in reach, Lewin didn't hesitate. I concur. Arbiter Rayner, thank you for your contributions. You are excused. 
I listened to the door click shut behind me. Ram, thank you for being here today. I didn't want you to think that I was acting on my own. Aren't you? They need a rabbit to catch a fox in the underhive. I'm your rabbit. Ram shook my hand and excused himself. I turned my attention to interrogator Marsden and his hellgun. Where can I get one of those? Parrick, you will recall the ban on your use of any firearms. Lewin was never my advocate. Feth him. Banisher Stone, yesterday you said that I was marked. Can you unmark me? Yes, but you don't know what you're asking. It's not a pleasant right. Anything that can make me less susceptible to the witch or its wardens will be a good thing. Show me where Lady Hawn touched you. The inside of my right wrist had a great bruise. The Medicaid hadn't seemed to notice. After a couple of months, it hadn't faded, and I figured the nightly restraints were merely doing their thing. Camara whistled. This is a beautiful example of what not to do to yourself. I can help, but it'll leave a visible scar. And these? I pulled off my shirt, showing off the glaring scars on my shoulders. You have the marks of an astral hound and a warp leech. I shook my head and gave her my best, and, expression. Those two entities are gone, but while they visited you, their paths intersected at your heart. To risk their mark's removal now would be folly. And the mark of Silgo? Camara stole a glance at Inquisitor Locke. Perhaps we should wait until tomorrow. I wasn't having any of that. Please do it now. Consider it a favor that I will never forget. I scanned the room, offering everyone a piece of the action if they agreed, even Marsden. The mark seemed to be imprinted on my body and soul. As chaotic signs of ownership, they drew forth the energy to call their maker. I refused to end my existence as the Grave Dancer's apprentice. Inquisitor Locke finally gave his approval. Camara wrapped her strong fingers around my wrist and clasped my hand with her other. Brace yourself. As liturgies went, those two words described it to a T. After two hours that seemed like days, I had a wonderfully vivid scar on the inside of my forearm. Camara called the lasting mark a mocking eagle, and it resembled the twisted form of a two-headed raptor. Supposedly, it wasn't an uncommon result of the rite she had performed. I enjoyed an incomprehensible lightness of being in the moments after she was done. My mind had searched through the pattern of energy that she'd pushed into me and tried to decipher it for future use. It was like a psychic shield or perhaps an artillery barrage, and it left me feeling giddy now that the burning pain was under control. Parrick, are you okay? Never felt better. Why? The psychic cauterization is complete. Most participants spend the next few hours screaming their lungs out. I was screaming inside. The glaive in my closet glowed more brightly to my distant sight as it absorbed the painful energy. What color are my eyes? Deep blue. Why? I'm okay. I have to get ready for tonight. Camara grabbed my arm. Parrick, now that I've completed the rite, you won't be able to run. You won't be able to hide from me. I'll be able to track you anywhere within the hive. Do you understand? It was a friendly warning. At least I took it as such. Wait for my signal. You'll know it when you see it. Inquisitor Locke stood with his back to the door. Parrick, why did you dismiss Arbiter Rayner? This isn't her fight. Why do you say that? The Adeptus Arbiters have every right and duty to defend this hive. We're talking about sacrificing the future head of Hydra Cluster's Adeptus Arbitus. She isn't tainted, and we'd only be putting her at risk of becoming so. A taint, as you call it, can be reversed. But the memories of the experience couldn't, ever. Inquisitor Locke, when this is over, will you save those tainted within the Underhive? Or will you simply cleanse the place and let the Underhive begin anew? We aren't butchers. Well, I am. And I wouldn't want Miss Rayner to take offense at what I have to do. 
The Inquisition had built its draconian reputation with uncompromising reactions to anyone or anything that might threaten the Emperor's hold on the galaxy. They were on par with many of the Sub-Zero gangs when it came to simplifying a complex situation. They didn't mess around when it came to the removal of threats. We were a lot alike in that regard. Peric, you've survived the worst of it. What could you possibly be afraid of? The worst of it. Silgaiman performing another jig on my soul. If I had to experience Caroluna Rayner's reaction to that, her hellgun couldn't end me soon enough. But you tore Silgo apart when you escaped its grasp. It will take years for it to recover and venture through the veil again. How the feth was I supposed to know that? I was tripping over every torment and needed to pull myself together fast. Look, I just want someone that I trust to ID my body when they drag me out of there. Tonight we're walking into a trap, one that I hope catches Lady Han by surprise. When? At the mark of the new day. We'll have the Shadow Legion's Reaver Squad on standby. They wield Astartes caliber bolt carbines and power swords and are experts at close quarters combat. They move fast. Do not get in their way. Understood. The Shadow Legion warriors should preposition on 99B, locked within a service lift until you give them the go signal and the target coordinates. They'll have to cross at least a quarter mile to reach the only lift that can bring them down into the Underhive, and there will be enough watchers around to let the Baron know they're coming. The more Inquisitor Locke invested in the Underhive, the less likely he would be to pull the trigger on the plasma bomb. The surest reprieve would be the destruction of Lady Han. The way Locke played things, nothing else mattered. Feth. Escaping the compound of the Ecclesiarchy, I took a lift to Ground Zero and another down to 40B. On the way, I messaged Arbiter Fogel Sharp asking for his assistance. I'd made a mistake. Nothing else mattered. Watersheds was open but empty as I climbed into the booth across from the bar counter. The mineral water was fresh, recycled that morning. I let it settle a bit along with my stomach as I entered a code into my universal comms device and pressed send. Receipt was confirmed within a second, and I began a slow count in my head. It took her less than three minutes to arrive. She seemed surprised that I was alone and still breathing. You won the bet, I said. Luna put her hell gun on the table and climbed in beside me. She didn't say a word. I showed her my new scar. I've been having a rough day and a lovely exorcism. You should try it sometime. It cleanses the sinuses and frees the soul. Caroluna crossed her arms. No, I wasn't getting off with a lame excuse like that. I really need your help. In the booth next to ours, a group of three more females piled in. I could smell their familiar perfumes. Arbiter issued, no doubt. Luna finally decided to join the conversation. Speak up, I didn't hear you. So that's how it was going to be? I said that I need your company. Tonight. Our usual place. This is our usual place. It still smells like someone pissed himself. The nicer than usual place. I watched the wheels turning in her head. They wouldn't give you a weapon, would they? Nope. You can have mine. She slid her hellgun over in front of me. For a price. What do you want? I suddenly found her mouth pressing urgently against mine. I may have kissed her back. Okay, you know I did. With the end of my world in sight, it would have been an insult to the Emperor to abstain. Junior Arbiter Caroluna Rayner, this might be poor timing, but would you accompany me to a party in the Underhive tonight? What should I wear? Start with this. I slid her hellgun back in front of her. Will she be there? If you're asking about the witch, one can only hope. I think she's got a bit of a crush going. You'll have your work cut out, keeping her hands off of me. That's all? No, 
There will be wardens in the fates. A baron. We'll be surrounded and cut off, but we'll have plenty of Starfire 69. Did I mention that it's my safe word? A few times. Have you gotten a chance to use it? No, but I feel like my luck is about to change.